This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Hi, family. How are you all doing? You had a great lunch? Yeah, I ate and I was fed and fed up. So we're good to go tonight. It's going to be a great night. Amen? Can you turn to somebody and say, I'm here to have church? Amen. Amen. Once again, it's a joy to be here. You may be seated. I came with two of my spiritual, okay, my spiritual son and daughter. Uh, and I want to just introduce them to you, great couple. Uh, and the one of them is a retired major, and uh, the other one is still a serving uh, police inspector. So they inspect me, and the other one majors in taking care of me. Yeah, so they're a great couple, wonderful, wonderful couple, uh, leaders in our church, and uh, it's so great to have you, and uh, to be a great you know, blessing to my life, and uh, also to what we do. Thank you for coming to be part of this great family. This is where our, my own spiritual father is. This is where he's our dad and we enjoy church. While you're enjoying me there, this is where I come to enjoy myself. But I just wanted to bring you to kind of get provoked so you know what it means to be sons and daughters. And I hope you're learning. Thank you very much. If not, I'll fire you when we go back. <laughs> Hallelujah. Give the Lord a shout of praise as they take their seats. My God, God is good. I want to share this evening, and then we're going to take time to just pray and trust God, the God of all possibilities, to meet every need. The Bible says in the book of John, chapter number 3, verse number 27, actually when you read earlier verses, there you will see where the disciples of John the Baptist came to him and they said, Lord, uh, Master, do you know that the one you baptized is also doing exactly what you're doing on the other side? And what were they trying to provoke? They were trying to make him become jealous instead of acknowledging his role and the part in ministry that he was called to serve. And they were going to get him pumped up in the flesh. And John was smart to pick up and he said in verse 27, it is a, a man can receive nothing except it be given him from where? From above. So he acknowledged that. And so it's important for us to know that God has no limit he has placed on us. He's given us all the possibilities. And so we don't have to be jealous of anyone. We don't have to feel like somebody has taken my place. Somebody has gone ahead of me. It doesn't matter because each person's journey of life is different from the other. You have to find out what you've been called, wired, designed to do. What questions you have been created to answer. What needs you have been created to meet. The needs I am wired to meet may not be the needs you are wired to meet. Some people are trying to be like other people and they cannot do a good job at being another person. And that's why if you tell me 
to walk like this. I can't do it because ladies are wired to do it without thinking. But for me to try and be like a lady because I kind of woke up with a dream of there's a change of my gender and I try to do this, it's an effort. It's a lot of work. I, I mean, I've tried going on high heels and I almost got hit. I mean, I, I was falling all over the place. But you see a lady, she can even jump and, and I wonder, how do they do it? They are graced to do it. And you better stay where you are graced. Because where you are not graced and you try to be a person that will excel in that area, you are setting yourself up for a disgrace because you are not graced in that area. So that's why we shouldn't put any limit. When God has wired us to do certain things, we should just stay where he has placed us so that we can be the best us and not the, the copy of someone else. Hallelujah. In the book of Mark chapter number 9, verse 23 to 25, uh, it says, Jesus said to him, if you can believe all things are possible to him who believes. Verse 24. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, Come out of him and enter him no more. Now, it's important for you and I to know, according to Philippians chapter 4, verse number 13, that how many things are possible? Somebody shout all. Shout all. Okay, when we say all, is there something else that is still lacking? It means there's nothing that's impossible. But for us, some people think certain things are impossible. Yes, I know it's impossible for me to be a woman. Those are already settled matters. But as it has to do with ability to become what God wants you to be or has created you to be, you can stand and say all things are possible. I am able to achieve that dream. I can reach that expectation. I can climb that height. I can finish the book. I can study. I can pray. I can love even where there is hate. Not because I have not, my, 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 will, my natural will wants to do it, but because of his grace that is at work inside of me. Deuteronomy chapter number 11 Verse 24 and 25 says, Every place on which the sole of your foot shall tread, uh, 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 your foot tread shall be yours. Then it says, From the wilderness and Lebanon, from the river, of, uh, from the river, the river Euphrates, even to the western sea shall be yours. No man shall be able to stand against you. All the day at the, uh, against you, the Lord your God will put the dread of you and the fear of you upon all the land where you tread, just as he had said to you. So very, very important for us to know that every place that I tread upon, God has given, but I have to take possession. 
I can't blame God for not giving when I'm sitting and waiting for God. A lot of things that we are waiting for God to do, he's already done. Some people are waiting for healing when healing has been paid for. It's almost like somebody who is in the army and is fighting a war and is still, you know, cocking the gun in the bush while the peace treaty is being signed in town. For somebody to be a South African somewhere in one of the townships who is blaming somebody for why he or she is living in a shack, it's not the government to blame. It's not anyone to blame because there are people that look like you, that carry your pigmentation, that are living in king's houses, that are having a great life. So everything in life is not just about God wanting to get it to you, but whether you are prepared to reach out for what God is stretching out to give to you. We can't blame God. He's already done everything. The Bible says in the book of uh, Second Peter, when you read uh, there somewhere, it says, God has given to us how many things? All things that pertain to life and godliness. So whatever you and I need, it's already been provided. That's why we must remove anything that the enemy will try to use or life will try to use to limit us. Look at your neighbor and say, remove the limits. In the book of Joshua chapter 1, verse 3 to verse 6 there, the Bible says, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, it says, I have what? I have given you, as I said to Moses. Now, we don't have to read the other two verses, but he says, I have. That word I have is past tense, what's already happened. However, imagine if Joshua just sat there and kept crying and crying, complaining and whining. A lot of people go through life crying and crying and mourning and warning and, and, and whining, blaming God and saying, Lord, when will you heal me? Lord, when will you give me a child? Lord, when will you promote me? Lord, Lord, and they keep asking God for what he has already given. And so what you and I should do is remove any limit that stands in our way. The, and God is giving us the ability to be able to do that. So you ask yourself, what is standing as a limitation to your breakthrough, your deliverance, your financial success, your healing, your progress? They will all be broken as long as you have an understanding of what Christ has already died to purchase for you, to give unto you. Because he's already given us all things. The Bible says he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. When you read the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter number 2, from verse number 9, the Bible says there, Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered the hearts of men. Talking about natural people, people that may not be regenerated, people that are not working on the basis of God's principles and ways. It says, such natural eyes may not have seen the things that God has prepared for us as his children. But it says, God has revealed them to us by his spirit. The writer of Corinthians was writing to the Corinthians and he said, do not boast in men, for all things are yours. And so since all things are ours, how come we are not experiencing 
How come we don't have the things that are already ours? How come we, the healing is not manifesting? How come the breakthrough we can't see? is because we are still waiting for it to come. Jesus already died. And when he hung on the cross, he said, it is what? Finished. Did he say, I'm finished? He said, it is what? Finished. That means everything that, was, that he needed to do to purchase our redemption, when he declared it is finished, that means it is truly finished. So then what do I do so I can experience it is finished? I have a part to play. And we're going to see that shortly as we continue. God created you with capacity for growth and increase. You have God's nature according to Genesis 1, 26 and 27. God created you to be fruitful according to Genesis 1, 28. Your beginning may be small, but your latter end will greatly what? Increase. Somebody say increase. Somebody say increase. So your beginning may be small, but God doesn't want you to stay small. Beginning small, there's nothing wrong. Everything God does, he starts small. When he started the human race, he didn't fill up the whole earth. It was one man. But he placed inside the man capacity, ability, and a seed to reproduce. That thing that is in you, where you are crying and saying, I want this, but I don't know why it's still not manifesting. The moment you still, you have an idea, that little light that you have, as you take one step, the journey of a thousand kilometers begins with the first step. Don't despise the power of first step. Do your own part. Get up from the bed. Get up from the couch. And try to do something. And then the grace of God kicks in when we begin to act on the word of God. Because then faith without works is what? Is dead. So if I believe that Jesus paid for my healing, yes, I'm feeling the pain. Yes, the doctors have sent, you know, the report saying this is a terminal disease. But because the blueprint, the infallible word of God says by my strength, you were healed. Not going to be healed. Not if I fast some more. Not if I give some more. There are certain truths that are settled and it's got nothing to do with what you do to make them get settled. All you do is how to lay hold of what is already provided. So what do I do? So I can get into that which God has provided for me. And that's what we are learning. So that we don't sit there and think, God is keeping anything from us. Every major achievement had humble beginnings. Don't be in a hurry to succeed. Those who chase after quick success crash, soon crash. You can do whatever God says you can do, just as we saw in Philippians 4.13. God does not address you on the basis of your natural abilities achievements or experiences, but on the basis of his grace upon your life. Isn't that so comforting to know that God will look at me and not put pressure on me to perform? Even if it's in my marriage or it's in my business or in my Christian life, but all he expects from me is just take that one little step. 
We have, some of us have children, and some, and some of you have children, some have grandchildren. But that child didn't start by running around. That child may have just started with a little crow. And then, before you realize it, one day, they are struggling to stand. And the moment that child discovers that I can take one step, they add another step, and you try to stop the child, the child will run all over the house. And then you have to start lifting things and take them levels higher because the child wants to reach out for things he has seen or she has seen you reaching out for for all this month and the child never got there. It's now freedom. And that's how it is in the realm of the spirit. You may start like a little baby, like crawling. That business, nobody begins a business that's going to be a world-changing business and you just expect to start today and make it tomorrow. That's only thieves. Thieves will come in and grab what you've been laboring for for years and run with it. But when it has to do with the workings of God in our lives, God is happy with beginning small but not staying small. It's not a crime to start small. It's not a sin to begin small. But don't stay small by saying, I am disadvantaged. Because you've got the grace of God upon you. For you don't work in your own strength, but his grace enables you and I to do what we would not have been able to do in our flesh or in our own strength. We serve a big God. So God that is so big, he can't stand People, children of a big God, thinking small. You are not who you are on the basis of where you are now. You are who you are on the basis of who created you and who he says you are. God says you are blessed. So if he says I am blessed, it doesn't matter what I wake up in the morning feeling. They just, we don't walk by, we, we don't go by our feelings for we, the just, we live by what? By faith and not by sight. Oh, Haruna, are you, are you telling me to deny what I'm seeing? No, I, I'm not telling you to deny, but don't be rude and don't allow what you see to decide what you become. The Bible says, looking unto the perfect law of liberty, as we gaze on this law of liberty, this word of God, it translates our inabilities to his ability. It takes away our weakness and gives us his, uh, his strength. That's why we must depend on him. That's the only way you can take off the limit and say, I am not going to allow my mistakes of the past to keep me living in the past. I'm walking past my past mistakes because the grace of God is at work in me. I don't know who I'm talking to, whether here or online. But I just came tonight to encourage you. It's not yet over until you win. God is not done with you. Don't give up on that dream. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your spouse. Don't give up on your church. Don't give up even on the government. Because there is possibility of change. Can you imagine what the Israelites were going through? They, I mean, they were in captivity. And they kept crying and crying. And when you read Exodus chapter number 3 from around verse 6 upward, the Bible says that as they cried unto God, God said to Moses, come, I have had, I have seen 
the cries of my people, and I've come down to save them. Then he told Moses, arise and go. And before you realize it, one day, they went to bed as slaves, but because of the plan of God, the plan of destiny, the next day, poor, broke people were living as the people that had everything. They impoverished, they emptied Egypt. And that's how God operates. Little Joseph, all he had was a dream. Went to bed one night as a prisoner. Next day, he wakes up and he is second in command. You never can't, don't you ever look at somebody now and say that is how they will end. As long as they are serving God, and as long as God is on the throne and he's their father, everything has a possibility for change. As long as we are looking up unto him. The Bible says they looked up to him, to him, their eyes were radiant, and they were not in shame. So God created us with no limits. So never you accept any form of limitation. You are the only one that can limit yourself. And why would, why would you be your own enemy? Since God has taken off the limit. So make up your mind, I'm going to live a life of victory. I choose to be victorious. I'm not going to let life cave in on me. Because I have the greater one living inside of me. You were created for the top. You belong to the top. You may not be on top right now. But your journey is surely a journey to the top. May I encourage somebody here at the sound of my voice? Don't accept that condition now. It's not permanent. It carries possibility for change. But you have to believe, you have to see that God is lifting you up. Don't settle for a low place in life in the name of humility. Quit small thinking. Think big because you serve a, an unlimited big God. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I serve an unlimited big God. Nothing should be big enough to stop you. So you have to remove every limit. Many of our limitations are placed by us and not by God. In fact, let me take it a little further. Not even by the devil. You know Satan will never make you not go to school if you choose to go to school. And you see the devil is coming on the way to school and say, you're not going. Others will go, but you're not going. You're from the township. He doesn't do that. There are people that own universities, but they came originally from the townships. It's all about mentality. Some of you have heard my story that when God called us to start a church in the capital city of Namibia, that is Vinduk, he led us to the poorest part of town. And everybody was saying, you cannot build a church there. And when you look at the people naturally, you actually act, you agree with the people. Because they're describing the natural situation they were seeing. But we had to rise beyond what we're seeing in the natural. And plugged into what God said he wanted us to do. And in what? In the call. 
is the ability to rise beyond what this, the environment said. So for years, nobody had a bicycle. And the few people that had anything, it was Legadis Benz. You know Legadis Benz? Do they have, do they manufacture that here? It's the one manufactured by God that you, all you need is eat a lot of pap and you will go Legadis Benz. Oh, so you just woke up now. And so that's all they had for years. There was nothing to show. But all we kept doing is teaching the word of God, telling the people to remove the limits, stop seeing yourself dying in a shack, see yourself owning your own business, going to school, not dying as a domestic house worker. And to the glory of God, the word of God started to transform the people. And we saw the limits falling off. I don't know who may be here tonight where your background has kept you in the back. But God didn't intend for you to stay where you started. He expects you to believe that I can rise beyond where I am. And today, you go to the same area where it was just like this bench. Sometimes, actually most times, we have to have people arranging the parking. And these are cars, most of them bought without owing the bank. From sharks, some even squatting in sharks, to the glory of God, because they chose not to allow their background to decide how far they go in life. And today, many of them, some of them have their own houses. Build cash. And I pastor those kind of people. For years, did not have my own house. But then, I did not just sit down there and say, oh, it will never happen. I'm pastoring a church in the poorest part of town. How, I mean, put all the offering together. When will it ever get, get me a, you know, a, a transformed shack? Talk less of a, a real house. So in the natural, none of them look like anybody that, whether they save up their money for another 40 years to be able to give me a one bedroom. But I had to raise my, and lift up my expectation beyond the people. And looked at the God who called me. And started to, to place a demand on what he has already provided. Because I realized then, I shouldn't blame God. Oh God, I'm working for you. I've been serving these people, but I don't have a house. Because God is not keeping anybody's house. So I stopped looking up to God, but asking him to show me. What do I need to do? So I can lay hold of that which he has already provided. I don't know what you're trusting God for. Remove the limits. I see God turning things around. But you have to position yourself in that place where you see God as your provider. Don't look at the government as your provider. Don't look at any human being as the one to provide for you. But look up unto God and God will come through for you at the appointed time. Whatever you allow is what you will live with. You are an unstoppable being. There's no limit to how far you can climb. Satan cannot stop you. He has already been defeated by Jesus. Not even your handicap is big enough to stop you. Your gender, notwithstanding. Your family background. Your race. And if somebody is to talk about race and you're saying you're disadvantaged because you're dark-skinned. Uh, let me say this to you. A building is not evaluated the, the, uh, 
the value of a building is not based on the color of the building. Now go and ask people that do, you know, evaluation of buildings. Go to any bank and ask them to value a building. Paint it pitch black. Paint it, you know, screaming orange. They don't value it on the basis of the color because color can always change. And if you come from where I come from, you know, they, they, we just go to Chinatown and, and after a few weeks, our color will change. And so that's not who we are. And that's why you see people may bleach themselves, but because they haven't found who they are, they are still not fulfilled. They are still not satisfied. You see, some of the people that come from where I come from, they are not happy with their kinky hair. So what do they do? They travel to Brazil somewhere not far from their township, and then the next day they look different, and they, they, they throw their heads around. And because they haven't accepted who they are, you are not who you are. How far you go in life has got nothing to do with your pigmentation, nothing to do with your gender, nothing to do with what nation you're in, nothing to do with your background, nothing to do with your handicap. With God, all things are possible. And to him who believes, nothing shall be impossible. You are the only one that can be your own enemy. You can achieve any dream. You can rise to any place. I have seen this in my life, and I've seen it in the lives of some of the people that were pastors. Why would you limit a God that is unlimited? Why will you stop God that is unstoppable? Why will you think it's the end when it's just the beginning? For the Bible says the end of a matter is better than the beginning. Ecclesiastes 7, 8. So you need to know that though your beginning was small, but your latter end shall greatly increase. Somebody shout increase. Shout increase. I prophesy that business will increase. I prophesy that everything you lay your hands upon to do, it doesn't matter where it is today, I prophesy that thing is going to increase in the name of Jesus. It doesn't matter what's happening with load shedding and it has affected your, your company and you, things seem to be going down. That may be an open window and a, an opportunity for creativity in your life so that you can be the solution to what is happening to the crisis in South Africa. So instead of complaining, it becomes an opportunity for you to see the capability, the capacity, the grace and the wisdom and the ability that is locked within you because Christ in us the hope of glory. Jesus is not just there for speaking in tongues. Jesus is there so that we can change the world. You can change South Africa because wherever you are, wherever I am, we are the hope. So we should stop joining the bunch and be complaining. Oh, the government is this. Oh, ANC is this. Let me tell you, whether it's in America, Nigeria, or South Africa, Namibia, politicians are just politicians. So you don't think that South African politicians will be different. They will just be different because they speak Osa or they speak Zulu or they speak Afrikaans. But it does not matter. Human beings are just human beings. But you must rise beyond the limitation of ordinary human beings and take your position in God and say, what is mine? I'm taking it back. I'm not letting the devil rob me of my heritage in Christ Jesus. Healing is already paid for. Deliverance is paid for. So I'm going to walk in it. The devil is saying, no, you will never. It's not an issue for bargain or argument or debate. 
it's a settled fact. Jesus has done it. And nobody can undo what Jesus has done. And I'm talking to people, looking at people that are already victorious. You are not praying and waiting for victory. You are already victorious. Arise and shine for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Behold, darkness shall cover the earth and close darkness the people. But God, am I the only one enjoying what I'm preaching? Though your beginning was small, your latter end shall greatly increase. Somebody get up and shout, increase! Shout, increase! So God is up to something in your life. I don't care what you are going through now. God is going to turn your setback to become your, your, your set up for a comeback, for a go up. I see somebody, there's a set up for you. That trouble you are going through, God is going to turn your trouble to a time of joy. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Somebody shout hallelujah. Say it is over. Say the devil is a liar. Look at the neighbor and say, neighbor, cry no more. Weep no more. The Bible says weeping endures for the night, but joy comes in the morning. I see God turning your sorrow to joy. God is turning, removing all limitations. Somebody shout, no more limits. Shout, no more limits. Shout, no more limits. If you believe that there are no more limits, shout like you know it. Shout like you know it. Shout like you know it. No more financial limitation. No more financial limitation. God supplies not some, but all my need. All my need. All my need. According to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. God is up to something. Your best day is just starting. God is busy with you. It's not yet over. I see God turning around your sorrow into joy. Give your neighbor a high five. Give your neighbor a high five. Shout, it is not yet over. Until I win. Until I win. Until I win. Shout to the Lord. Somebody make some noise. Somebody make some noise. Woo! 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 No more limits. 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 No more limit. Am I the only one enjoying this? You know, when, when Dr. Joni was here, I felt like you shouldn't stop. There was such a dense flow of the Holy Ghost. And you know, because we deal with time, sometimes you don't know how to handle this. But the spirit of the prophet is under the subjection of the prophet. And I want to come back again. So, I have to obey my boss. No more limits. 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 No more limits.
more limits. No more limits. Give him no the bit. You pick it up, brother. No more limits. Say no more limits. No more limits. No more limits. No more limits. No more Go ahead, respond. If you no feel the limits. move of the spirit, respond no accordingly. God may be no dealing with limits. financial issues no you are going through, and He's going to stretch no you. He's going to stretch you to no do what you have not done in a long no while.
give your neighbor a high five and say no more limits. I refuse every form of limitation. Wow, 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 wow. We're going, I'm going to be praying for people after, but every eye closed, every head bowed. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Keep, keep, keep that. Keep it. You're here. Somebody invited you. You've been limited by stuff. But you came into a household of faith where the limitations are removed. And you can start a brand new life. You don't have to live a frustrated life. They told you that church is boring. But that's a lie. You can have fun every day. Even though things may be funny around you. And so right now you want to surrender your life to Jesus. You want to be born again. You want Jesus to come inside your heart, change you, and be your Lord and Savior. Why don't you make up your mind today that I'm going to take off the limit of I'm not good enough, the limit of I've made a lot of mistakes. It doesn't matter. God will start afresh with you. And so wherever you are, whether watching online or here live, and you're saying, Pastor, please, before we are done with the service, pray for me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. Why don't you right now, as every eye is closed and every head bowed, you're saying, I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I want you to raise up your hand and say, Pastor, I need Jesus. Just The rest can be sitting, but anyone that you're raising your hand, to give your life to Jesus, just keep standing. You want to surrender to Jesus today, and you're saying, Pastor, I want Jesus in my heart. Raise up that hand. Thank you. I see the hand over there. I see another hand over there. Who else? You want to do this? This may be your only opportunity. I see another hand there. Thank you. It's appointed unto man once to die, then comes the judgment. But as long as you are still alive, the limits can be taken off. If your hand is raised and you're sitting down, stand. And if you're already standing, that's fine. But I want those of you that are standing to say this prayer after me. I want you to say, Father in heaven, thank you for loving me and sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for me. I acknowledge that I am a sinner worthy of death but thank you for sending Jesus to take my place. So today, I surrender my life to Jesus. And I confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for receiving me. I am born again. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. Thank you.